Hi, I'm Steve Hayes, and I'm a pastor, and I'm a sinner, and I love stories. I love to hear people's stories. I love to hear how God has worked in their lives to help change them and make them who they are. And I think we all need to hear those kinds of stories. So I hope you'll enjoy it and listen along with This Is My Story. I'm John Griggs, and this is my story. Hey everybody, welcome to This Is My Story. Today, we have the pleasure of talking to John Griggs, and John and I have become pretty good friends over the last couple of years. We went on a trip together uh, down to the border and did some mission work down there and have just gotten to know each other through various different avenues and um, John, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Appreciate thanks for you. having me, man. Appreciate John is you. the associate principal at Corsicana High School. And I wanted to get somebody in here who is an educator and involved in that process because it's been such a crazy year for all of us. It's been really crazy uh, if you're in education. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But what I want to start off <laughs> with is you um, help run and are, what, part owner? Yeah, it's a family-run operation. Family-run yeah. operation of yeah. a of a, uh, a buck and bull ranch yeah. called 4G. That's it. And uh, so, first of all, man, I mean, look, is it, a, is it all that much work to get a bull to buck? It is. Like, uh, is there a science in that? There really is a science. I mean, there's... Uh, you know, they're, 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 it's bred into them to do it. Um, it is what they love to do. It's okay. like uh, seeing a horse run or uh, a dog uh, retrieve ducks. Um, right. They're bred to do that. Um, we raise the American Buck and Bull. It's a, okay. it's a breed and with its own registry. And um, so, um, yeah, we, we do. We've, uh, my dad rode bulls when, when, he, was a, when he was young and, and, and kind of got into to raising some bulls and then got out. And then mm-hmm. um, about time I was going into college, he uh, kind of jumped back into it. And, and it's, really, it's really grown. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a job. Uh, yeah, yeah, so y'all aren't like, when we talk about bucking bulls, we're not talking about like you just walk out there and you got some bulls jumping around and, you know, we're not talking about your local rodeo out in Corsicana or, or Waxahachie. We're talking, y'all have raised some world champions that are in, like, yeah. professional rodeo circles. Y'all are one of the elite ranches now. It's, it's, we've been very fortunate to get mm-hmm. to, that, to that point. Yeah, it's, it's serious business to us. Yeah. It's not a hobby. Um, it's it's not it's a it's a it's a serious ball game to us. We all uh, between me, my brother, and and uh, my dad, and then uh, of course the the wives. I mean, we couldn't we couldn't do it without them. It's it takes all of us, but it's 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 serious. Yeah, and we've been lucky enough to to have some um, of them at the the very elite top level. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's really been good to our family. It's it's opened a lot of doors for for us. It's. Uh, it's made a lot of a lot of friendships. It's one of the things I love about the Buck and Bull business is the, the camaraderie and the and how close uh, that business is. We're all competing against each other. Yeah. Like you said, we are competitive Buck and Bull raisers. Yeah. Like we can, we raise them to compete against other breeders, uh, gotcha. just like somebody 
um, would to try to win the Kentucky Derby. So it's very, yeah. very similar to the horse racing. Yeah, industry. and there's there's a lot of people that have, I think, misconceptions about this whole industry too. They think you're somehow hurting these animals no. and hitting them with a with no. a shocker or something like that. But it no. doesn't work that way. No, does it doesn't it? work that way at all. There's uh, uh, there's no electronic devices. Uh, there's no uh, tying of certain parts of a of a of a bull's body. Uh, we'll I'm not be we'll be politically correct on that. It's all it's all myth or or uh, I mean it's it's none of that. I'm, I'm telling you, like that's what made me fall in love with it is that these animals love what they do, mm. and the ones that are champions, they do it to their best. They give you. 100% of everything that they've got in them every single time you ask them per- to perform. That's, That's cool. what made me fall in love with it. I mean, I've always been competitive, always been in competitive sports, and, right. and that's what made me fall in love with this business. So, so what does it mean when they talk about a bull being rank? That's a rank bull. <laughs> that rank is just a term that just, that, that bull sets itself apart from the others. Okay. Uh, a bull is rank means that he's just... Um, not necessarily one can be rank and still be rideable. Like yeah. he can still be, but he is just, oh, he's just to that next level. Gotcha. Like he's just like that effort is, uh, the intensity, the kick, the spin. I mean, those things are just, they're, they're just, he sets himself apart from, yeah. um, from the rest. And that's what you're looking that's for. That's what we're looking for. That's cool, man. That's what we're looking for. That's pretty neat that you get to do that with your family. Too. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it, it is a neat, neat deal to the connection that uh, we have uh, with that, and the and the namesake. <clears throat> excuse me, the name like the the four G started out when it was just me, Jake, mom, and dad, mm-hmm. um, and so four Griggs, four Griggses, yeah, uh, four Griggs. So and we have grown a lot since then, but uh, mm-hmm. um, it is it's it's really that's one of the things we're we're most proud about is the family connection and that. Very cool. Very yep. cool. So let's shift a little bit to, yeah. you know, I always like to talk to people during this time a little bit about their faith, too. Yeah. You know, um, faith is one of those things. Faith in Christ is one of those things that sometimes um, the way it works out in a person's life, it, at least the way it worked out in my life and most people I talk to, is there comes a time in your life where it has to become your own. Where it can't be mom and dad's or granny and grandpa's right. or anybody else's. It's got to be your, it can't be your preacher, it can't right. be anybody else. When did faith in Christ become your own? Yeah, I, I would say it was when, well, sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was blessed to grow up in a in a, a church, uh, grow up in a home that church was made important. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that base. I had that, that foundation. Um, mom loaded us up, took us to church every Sunday. I grew up in Northside Baptist Church. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, but, you know, I was one of my very best friends, and I'm going to make sure he watches this, is uh, Luke Matika. He lives down in, in uh, Houston now. Um, started taking me to a, to some, some Bible studies when, we're, when he was, I was going to Sam Houston State, but he was at Texas A&M. Okay. And it just really, um, I felt like, started just really feeling that fire inside and, and, and really growing, um, mm-hmm. grow, growing through that. Um and you know, and, and I'm gonna be very honest. Like it's it's dipped and gone and come and 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 sure. back. But but like you said, it was no longer just something um, that I did because it's what we did as a family. Right. Like I, I made a choice. I could I could stay home on Tuesday nights and, instead of go to break out at, at Reed Arena. 
you know, like I, right. like I, I made a choice to do that, and that's when really feel like it kind of kind of made a corner. Uh, yeah, boy, that in my relationship that ministry has impacted a lot of people. Oh that, man, what is it? It's breakaway. Breakaway, yeah, breakaway. Yeah. Sorry, that yeah. is that has impacted a lot yeah. of people over the years, and yeah. I think continues. Yeah, to. Yeah, still does. So still does. Well, that's awesome, man, and and that's that's about the time, whenever you start really forming yep. your identity and everything yeah. else, and so. Good to know that 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 foundation that was yeah. laid for you right. took root yeah. in your life. Absolutely, you know, that's awesome. So now you're you're in education, and I, we've talked a little bit about your history. You got an interesting history. You went off, didn't you? Go off to New York and do it. Did yeah. Uh, work at a camp yeah one summer mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. You, you've been through a lot. <laughs> I mean, from any anywhere from bucking bulls to to being a camp counselor in New York and everything else. And now you find yourself in education. What made you decide I want to educate the next generation? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I always had a, a, a love for football and I, I, I'm not, that's kind of what guided me in that, that direction. So I was, um, a lot of people know that my family owned a, a car dealership here in town and, and, um, my grand, when my grandfather passed away when I was a sophomore in high school, um, I, then my father decided that it was best for our family to to sell that business when, when I was about a senior in high school. And it was always, um, I was going to go off and get a business degree and come back and run the family business. Mm-hmm. And, and our life just changed. It was it was uh, post 9-11. Uh, it was actually right before 9-11. Uh, and a family came in and offered uh my dad a business deal that he couldn't pass up and and we we sold our business and mm-hmm. so everything i thought that i was going to do going out of high school school changed so i was kind of searching for what am i going to do mm-hmm. um and i got and i i decided that i wanted to coach football like i mm-hmm. i i wasn't blessed with the size and the height to continue playing in college but i knew i wanted to coach and and when i when i got into coaching i just Fell in love with with the with the kids with what mm. with the impacting impacting kids and I and I went that route for a while and I did I ch- I, I chased that coaching coaching uh, trail and uh, started out here and I went up to to Grapevine and coached in the Metroplex for a couple mm. years but I, I knew that I wanted to raise my family in Corsicana I, I just I just knew it I, I mean I knew that I wanted to give back to the community that had given uh, so much to me so I got back to Corsicana. I uh, coached a few more years and uh, was able to uh, transition over into the administration side. Okay. Um, and it's been great. Like, I yeah. I loved coaching. I loved it. And, and I love the game of football, but I love the the impacting kids and the way that they were able to on, on the administration side. What do you love the most about it? it? I just – I love seeing and, – and I get to – deal with adult, adults as well so yeah. but i love the growth i love seeing um that that you're truly uh have a chance to change uh make change in in kids and adults t- together so what do you think the key component of change in somebody's life if i was is? going if i'm trying to make change in a kid mm-hmm. is that i think it's trust and relationships like okay. Like those kids have to trust you, like, and, and I don't think you can fake that. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. That's not something that you can fabricate or, or manufacture. I mean, it's they uh, uh, a tough kid will will pick you apart. Will mm. can can see can see right through you because they've seen it all. Um, right. 
and we have those kids um mm-hmm. and and they and, and just building that trust with those with those kids and 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 knowing them knowing that that you're real and what mm-hmm. you're saying is real um is is one of the the biggest components in that so <clears throat> you've been in education how long now gosh I, my first year of teaching would have been 2007 okay so so a long 14 time. Uh, or 2000 yeah 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 roughly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you, you're 14 years. You're in this, and then you um, you you encounter a year like this year. Yeah. And you, and you're in administration now, so you're yeah. you're uh, a voice in how things get run. Right. You, you got decisions to make and everything else. And COVID hits. What what were you thinking then? What were y'all thinking at the high school when all of this kind of first came down? Was it surreal and kind of like, is this really happening? That's exactly how it was. Mm-hmm. Like I remember spring break, like, all right, when we gonna go back? You know, like it's just uh, it was surreal. You didn't know, like we 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 didn't know what what was next. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as it grew or transformed or whatever word we want to use, and and, and we. Um, it's almost, and it's become the way of life that we know right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is like nothing I've ever experienced before, uh, in our life. And I, and I say this, all, I, I, everybody's like, well, how is it in the school? Uh, the school's great. Like we're, we're doing what we do. We're taking care of kids. We're doing right by kids. Um, and that drives every decision we make. But ever since I've gotten into coaching and, and um, and if when you're in a successful coaching program, you do what you do because that's what you do good. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't if a team runs the the wishbone offense well, they're not gonna just up one year and change what they're doing. They you do what you do. And I've been ble- like I've been blessed to be around groups of people that believe in that philosophy, mm-hmm. from coaches to uh, administrators, um Shade Bowlware was, you mm-hmm. know, huge impact uh in my life and my philosophy of education and and you know we we've always talked about we don't try to reinvent the wheel we're going right. to do what we do and we're gonna, and, and mainly that's that TCC mentality mm-hmm. um explain that real quick TCC is uh, three letters that that Shay came up with uh Shay Bower take care of Corsicana um it is just a it's a mindset is what it is it's a mindset to to drive every decision that you make of this decision needs to be focused on an outcome that's going to take care of Corsicana being that Corsicana are our kids, our, our staff, Mm -hmm. because a lot of these kids get, they come right back into our community. So, um, you know, that TCC mentality is just, it's what we do. And not that we've gotten away from that, but we've had to reinvent the wheel on so many things with with covid inside of school we're just having to do things that um we've never had to do before and we have obstacles that we've never had before Uh, but i tell you like it our staff and our kids have been just unreal how's how's morale it's tough like like the teachers get down they do have you had people just kind of you know it's not what i signed up for it's not what i want to do this is We've had more of those conversations uh, this year than than ever. Than ever, yeah. like um, it's just it's 
teachers are working harder than they've ever yeah. worked before. They have more on their plate yeah. with the online learning and and the struggles of the uh, the emotional side of it of what kids are going going through. Um, it's tough. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like we've had more of the um, talking adults off the mm-hmm. edge of the cliff than we've we've ever had to have before. Is how much of an issue is technology? Because I know, like, for me, I'm pretty. I can pick that stuff up pretty yeah. quickly, and I can um, adjust because I know some of the basics of right. technology. But for my wife, she's terrible with technology. Yeah. She doesn't. I mean, she she barely knows how to operate how to operate a mouse. Yeah. you know, and click yeah. it and. I'm sure you've got teachers who are on that spectrum. We have. You know, I mean, some who are very good at some who aren't. So has that been a struggle? It, it, it has, but it hasn't at the same okay. time. Because, and I'm, I th- the reason it hasn't is because our staff just goes above and beyond to help the person That's next good. to them. Like, it, we have just had, not that we have anybody bad on the staff, don't take mm-hmm. this the wrong way, but we've had people step up that you would never imagine stepping up That's cool. into a role of teaching other people how mm-hmm. to, to to do things as far as uh, set up their camp- canvas as the learning platform that we use to push mm-hmm. out uh, stuff to kids at home. Um, and just people step up and and put on little small sessions of teaching people that, that do struggle with that. So. You kinda, it truly is a family. Like I mean, it's just really is a family atmosphere up there. Yeah, and you kind of, uh, in some ways, those times that stretch you, when you adjust, you, you just know that you have no other way yeah. to do this other yeah. than hey, we got to figure this out, right? And you just do, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And then the comfort level with that can come later. Yeah. But you do what you got to do. Kind of like in football, next man up. Next man know? up. Somebody That's gets right. injured, hey, go in there. <laughs> That's right. Figure it out. But I am not. I I, I do not want to sit here and, and and sugarcoat it that it's it hasn't been hard. I mean, oh, it's, I bet. it's I been bet. hard, and, and it's been not as much a, like hard on John Griggs, like, but as I, I feel for our teachers, I do like yeah. uh, to see you know not that they're scared of work or they feel mm-hmm. like they're. Um, I'm sure some of them do feel like they're overworked, but I mean they've sure. they've answered the call. I yeah. mean they really have. I mean that was uh, mm-hmm. they uh, they really have. Um, it's just a lot. There's a lot of a yeah. lot more obstacles than we've ever had to. And to they're truly be, come they're over. being asked to do things that they've never yeah. they're not familiar with That's right. in a way that they're not familiar That's with. Right. Change is already hard, but when it's forced change, yeah. when it and you you know you have no choice in the matter. Yeah. That's tough. And the, and the consistency is like, consistency is a word that I've always used when I when I talk about discipline, when I talk about management of classrooms, and mm-hmm. consistency in this in the education world right now is a that word. You might as well throw that word out. I yeah, mean, there's, it, not there's, there's not a consist there's no consistency mm-hmm. as far as from a, from attendance of kids to you know, being you know close contacts and not being there for 14 days. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, it's just just so many hurdles that that are that really we have to cross. I was thinking about it last night. I started watching this show on uh, Apple TV called C. Okay. It's got that guy that plays an Aquaman on oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know? So the premise behind the show is that um, a virus or something came along at some point and, and made everyone blind. And so there's a village of people, 
and I, I guess there are several villages in the known world at this time, but everybody's blind. And it it made me feel like that's where we are in some ways right now. It's like going through this, I know for me as a leader, for you as a leader, we're in different institutions. You're right. in the schools, I'm in, I'm in the church. But we're both in administrative roles, you know, yep. and helping to lead through this has felt like you just blind, like you're just walking around in a dark room, yeah. kind of feeling your way through the terrain, and it's it's clunky, it's clumsy, but you're doing the best you can. Absolutely. I mean, is that the way you guys have yeah. felt? Yeah, I mean, I, it is. It's, it, you're almost just waiting for what's next, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and um, we, we, I always like to think that we're one, I'm one step ahead, you know, that we've, we've planned and prepared and practiced uh, for everything. Um, So when it happens, you're not scrambling, you just respond, you're you're prepared. Mm -hmm. When you don't know what to prepare for, (laughs) it it throws, this wasn't in your policy and procedure manual. It teach this in in (laughs) education 2301. Uh, So, but no, like we, we just keep falling back on. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do what's right by kids. We're gonna we're gonna take care of kids. We're gonna try to take care of our staff, which you guys have been unbelievable in. That's good, by the you. way, and thank you. I just cannot tell you how much our staff appreciates what Grace Church has done for us. But and, and let that let that drive us. Let that mm-hmm. let that drive every single day because we know that there's gonna be kids show up. Yep. We know that they're gonna have struggles when they show up. Mm-hmm. And we know that we need to take care of them. Yeah. And that's what we focus on doing. Well, it's awesome, man. We we have thought about you guys a lot and prayed for you a lot and just uh, can't imagine what you're going through every day. But y'all are doing, I think, as good of a job as can be done in, in light of so, the circumstances. Yeah. You know? I, I hope so. What do you think the impact is on the kids? Man, I, I just... What are you seeing? Are you seeing... Because I'm reading about, um, you know, depression going up, yeah. anxiety going yeah. up among young people, suicides going up, things like this. What are you seeing there that's different than what you've seen in years past? I, I, I'm afraid, and I, I do think that the uh, spring break into the summer has was really hard on our kids, that... Um, not having a, a closure and rolling into a um, education model that um, not it was anybody's fault, but that was unsuccessful in the remote learning um, has really made it tough for a lot of kids, especially kids with struggles or maybe not as much uh, yeah. at home support. So you y'all have determined that the distance learning model has not been effective. For a, a, a large majority of the kids, okay. Uh, okay. yeah, it hasn't. It, ha, it has not shown to be and, successful. And you're moving away from that. We are moving away from it on kids that are, are have not been successful. Okay. Yeah. We gotcha. uh, we if 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 a kid is being successful and um, they are are doing what they need to do and their grades are staying up and they're staying on track with with the with where they are on their progress, then we're mm-hmm. we're allowing them to to continue that path. Is that across the board? Is that nationwide? Uh, at least the state of Texas. I can I can only really okay. I can only focus on what TEA pushes out to us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I from what we're hearing um, across the board that 
the the disconnect of kids being out out of the classroom has mm-hmm. has, has been a struggle. And it's been a it's been a struggle for them socially too. Socially, think? yeah, I really I really believe that. Like, um, you know, we're we we we're blessed with with two great social emotional counselors on our mm-hmm. campus, uh, mm-hmm. and and but those ladies are working harder than they've oh, ever man, I'm they've sure. ever worked. I mean, and it, there's just so much uh, so much from the uncertainty to to the parents losing jobs to I mean you could you could drop anything like yeah. the, any anything that you want to pull out of a hat that that could possibly be going on there's it's probably going on within our school walls right now yeah because it's holistic it's a holistic change it's not just a you know change with school yeah Yeah. there's home doesn't feel the same yep you know uh entertainment doesn't feel the same way socialization doesn't feel the same so i know it's having a big effect on these kids as well and and just the a lot of the, just the what's going on in the climate of of our country and the world is is uh, yeah yeah is, so is tell me about that this mind the, these kids undeveloped minds just to go crazy and, and yeah so and they, while while we're speaking right now yeah there's uh, you know great un- unrest in our in our capital uh, we're coming off of the most contentious election period the cycle that I can ever remember we we had huge racial um, unrest earlier in the, in the mm-hmm. year all while the pandemic's going on did you see glimpses of all of that stress Absolutely. in the in the uh, day-to-day at school as Absolutely well we did um, and it's it, we've as administrators and as uh, and our teachers are, are having to have have conversations that I feel like haven't necessarily had to we haven't had to had for have for several years at, mm-hmm. at Course Canada High School. I feel like um, for the longest, you know, kids come to school, they do school things, and and they go home. But uh, it's not necessarily been that case this year. I mean, there there's mm-hmm. been a lot of I don't really want to go into all the the individual details uh on some stuff that that we've had to to handle um but there's been uh, there's been a lot of that of of tension i guess um Mm -hmm. at at points um kind of felt like okay when's it when's it going to explode but you know i i just feel like that we've really really tried just to keep going back to that base of of where it's not what we're about. It's not what inside this ha- these these walls are about. We're not about what what's going on out there right now. Even though it's part of us and it's part of the world, and we're about taking care of kids and 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 our battle cries TCC. Like you don't have to worry about that when you're in here. That's the great thing about mm-hmm. being able to being able to come here is we don't we don't need to fight those battles here. It's not the yeah. battleground for that. Yeah. And it's, um, but yes. Many, you, you know, um, we've we've had those struggles, and we've mm-hmm. it's been something else that we've had to had to deal with this year. Well, I, I think probably the biggest factor in keeping things moving forward within those walls is having a unified leadership. Yeah, having faculty, staff, administration who says. We're not going to play 
that gain right. with each other. Right. And you can feel the way you feel at your home in front of your TV or whatever, but when you come in here, we're one. Right. And it seems respect, like y'all have that. And we do. And, and we do. And we respect the way that you feel. Yeah. It's not about making beliefs or, or ideology, making it jaded. It's not, it's not about that. It's not about hiding it. Right. Um, we respect that and we recognize, recognize that and when we recognize the struggles that kids are, kids are having, but that we have been blessed with that. We've been blessed with an administration group that's been together for a long time now, mm-hmm. the core, and we've added some pieces and we've all, you know, people have moved up and Sean Case has moved right in. And mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've had that, but we've had that core of, I kind of spoke on in the, in the past, like we know what we do and, and we, we are, we're confident in how we, how we lead and how we, uh, run a school and, mm-hmm. and all of our administration staff, we can, we all know what each other are doing at, at, at all times, essentially. Right. Like it's a, it's a, it, I, I like to think that it's a well machine. Is it perfect? No, we always need to grow. We mm-hmm. always need to continue to get better. Right. Um, but we're all, we, we build off of each other and, and Kenya Landers uh, uh, builds, you know, her strengths, build right off of my weaknesses and, right. and just the opposite, you know, just with the thing with her and, and we just trust each other so much. Yeah. We, and, and, um, mm-hmm. same with Brad Thomason and, and Maria Christian and typically, I mean, we, I can just, we never second guess, mm-hmm. uh, decisions that are being made. That's, and it's a, it's a, I haven't big. always, it's, it, it's not that to be able to say that is a big, big thing. Cause it's not always that way. Yes. It's not always that way. It's real big, and it's not like um, in school, it's not like somebody comes in as a principal and they get to handpick their staff. Right. You know, you guys are picked up yeah. the chain. Yeah. And so to have that kind of chemistry right. and unity in a group that wasn't, yeah. you know, didn't really have a hand in selecting each other, that's right. a that's major deal, man. It is. It's. I've been. We're blessed, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just when it comes down to it, it's. It's been a, we always talk about when the band's going to break up, you know, like, <laughs> and it's going to happen eventually, but like it is, it has been a fun, fun ride with that's, that group of, that group of guys and, and ladies. Well, so. that's a big part of why things haven't gotten explosive up there. I, I, I would think. like to think so. That's a big part of it. So, uh, you know, what would you say to parents, students who may, you know, for whatever reason, listen to this. What would you say to them right now as it relates to school and the challenges they're facing and and what y'all are doing? What would your one kind of word of advice to them be right now? Yeah, I just I just want people to to trust that that every decision we're making is is in the mind of their kids, um, and that that we we hope that where everything that we're doing is, is putting their kids at the, in the best situation. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that happen that we can't control. Um, and I just, I want to encourage parents if, if to communicate with us, mm-hmm. like I, if there's something that, that they're concerned with, reach out to us where our doors and phone lines are open all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we care about kids. That's one thing that do we always make the best decisions? Is everything always perfect? Absolutely not. Like, and I know there's parents that don't want their kids at school. Like I, I, right. I get that, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. I've had several conversations with parents that have contested 
um, their kids coming back to school because they might not have been successful on the, on the uh, at home learning. Um, mm-hmm. And I tell them, I, I respect, I respect you. Like it's, this pandemic is, it's real. And they're like, I respect you want to keep your kid at home. Um, but just know that everything we do, like we, we care for kids up there. That is mm-hmm. what I want everybody to believe. Yeah, you're not in it for your health. Oh man, you're not in it for the for the lack of stress or no. anything else. You're in it because you love kids. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's what it's what keeps us going every day. That's what I tell my kids. If they ever have a problem with a teacher or anything in a, in a class, I always say, "Hey, I, I don't think they got into it for the salary, <laughs> or I don't think they got into it because they're." You know, because they hate kids. Yeah. I think they got into teaching because they wanted to make a difference in your life. Right. They may not always do that in the way that suits you the best. Mm-hmm. But you got to believe the best about them and trust their heart, you know. Yeah. And, That's for sure. And if something needs to be said, you can trust me to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I... And, and I it's not that we always make the perfect decision. Sure. Like we make decisions that are wrong. I mean, we make, we're human. Like, we make decisions that yeah. are wrong. But I You're not promise perfect. It, no. <laughs> no, not at all. This has really been revealing today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Um, I had I some just, wrong impressions. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's just, I want parents to, to know that, that uh, anybody hears this, that if there's ever anything from the smallest to the biggest concern to, to come to come to the school. Yeah. We we love face to face conversations. And I'm everybody knows it about me. If somebody sends me something of a, a complaint on social mm-hmm. media, I'm the first person to, to reach out to that parent. How mm-hmm. can I help you? I see this is your concern. How can I help you? What can we do to fix this? And because uh, I it's the world we live in, and it's okay. I'm not dogging people for going to social media. It's just the I'll do that for you. It's just the world we live in. Uh, but I want I want everybody to know that we are not afraid of conversations, especially, uh, and, and we want to help however we yes. can. And folks, have a conversation. Don't go on social media. <laughs> Let me just say that that is the least effective way to get things done. Well, man, I appreciate all of that. Oh, I think man. that's huge, and I think. Uh, what you're doing, what you've been called to is, uh, man, we need more people like you in education, people who care about kids and care about others and care about the community and see the connection that it's not just about a, a book or a, you know, an assignment or whatever. It's about a community. And that's, that's huge. And that really is true. Education is about our community. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Man, there's a whole bunch of things we could probably talk about. <laughs> we We've covered the bases pretty good. Let me bring it back to to your faith. One last thing. We talked about when your faith became your own. How's your faith helped you get through this year? It's been very. It's been it's been big. It has been big. Uh, and I tell you, this this church community uh, has been big. Um, good. It's been big for Corsican High School. It's been big for myself. Um, and just just knowing that that this isn't it. This isn't the the end of the road. Um, mm. And if it is, we'll know where I stand. Um, mm. You know, and, and but but to know that that this is this is not um, that there is a a bigger picture and that we will uh, we will prevail and get prevail and get through this has been very it's been big time. 
I was talking to somebody about that recently. Uh, there's the idea that you could take a picture. You could go to the Grand Canyon and you could take a picture. And most of the Grand Canyon would run off of the frame, mm-hmm. right? It would extend beyond the frame of that picture. Um, so if you really wanted to capture the Grand Canyon in a picture, you'd have to take about a thousand pictures. Right. And you have to tape them all on the wall to where they all came together and they were all um, part of that p- big picture. And some of those pictures would be of rocks and dark caves. And some of those pictures would be of the horizon and the sun and, right. and the beauty. And so all of it, though, comes together to form the big picture. Right. And I think that I think about that when I think of the of the verse in, in Romans where it talks about all things come together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Like the the story isn't over yet. Exactly right. The picture runs off the frame. And it might be an ugly picture right now, but the whole picture is gonna come together and make something beautiful. Right. And that's my hope for all of this. For Absolutely. the pandemic, for the election cycle for everything else. I just think that's what God is in the business of doing is making beautiful pictures out of our lives. You couldn't have explained it any better of what I was trying to say. Like, I mean, it's just, it's exactly right. Like it, it's just uh, not getting, trying, trying not to get caught up in, in just that, this exact moment that just keep doing, um, doing what's right, living your life right. And, and um, trying to make impact to make things better. Appreciate what you're doing, brother. Thank appreciate you, you as a friend, you. man. I, same, same and, to you, man. And, uh, same to you. Don't don't love our conversation. Don't let all this get you get you rank. <laughs> <laughs> I might need to be a little we'll, more rank. We don't need we don't need a rank old bull up there <laughs> no, at the high school. No, uh, no, we don't. No, we don't. So love you, man. Appreciate you. I love you too, buddy. Appreciate all right. you. All right. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe. And if you'd like to spread the word, please consider leaving a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Our video podcast is available on our Grace Community Church YouTube channel. This Is My Story is produced and engineered by Jake Moore and is a ministry of Grace Community Church in Corsicana, Texas. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the speaker and do not necessarily express the views of Grace Community Church. Thanks for listening.